On this week's Big Tech Show, you might not think it could happen to you, but our guest this week explains how a significant number of Irish people may be falling victim to romance frauds online. Victims can feel a misplaced sense of shame. People can blame themselves. They feel embarrassed. And so they don't want to tell family, friends. They don't want to report it to the police. In some cases, of course, the victims are already in relationships. They're married. They have an extra reason to keep that quiet. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Platforms. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. This is an Irish Independent podcast. I'm a big Glass- Glastonbury fan, and you know, you know, geez, I was watching Elton John last night, and thank, thank God the Tipperary game was on a Saturday rather than yesterday because. My phone was popping on Saturday night, lads. <laughs> Delightedly reminded me of tipping uh, Tipperary, and you know, Jesus, I gave about an hour defending Liam Tatt on Saturday night. And you know, when you have a couple of glass of red wine and you're trying to watch Glastonbury, <laughs> it, it, ain't a, it, it ain't a good mix, I'll tell you. Hello, and welcome to the Troy and Hurling Show with me, Michael Verney. And this week, I'm delighted to be joined once again by Eddie Brennan and John Milan to look back on another weekend of hurling action, which saw Clare and Galway book their place in the All Ireland semi finals. John, we'll start off by looking at uh, Galway's victory over Tipperary at the weekend. Why is it that Galway always seemed to need a cause uh, to produce a performance like this? I know it was only two points in the end, but they were. this was a really, really dominant display. Why do they always need almost like uh, to, to prove themselves when they're nearly out of the championship for to, to deliver something like this? Well, Eddie touched on it last week and in previous weeks, you know, will Galway bring the thunder? And, if, you know, we've seen time and time again that whatever it is with, with Tipperary and this fixture between Tipperary and Galway, Tipperary seemed to be the one county that seemed to bring the best out in, in Galway and I don't know is it just a rivalry over, over the years that you know when they see that the colour of that Tipperary jersey that they say well right it's roll up the sleeves time we're going to get stuck in and we're going to we're going to bring that thunder that that Eddie touched on and Saturday night they brought the thunder and they brought the lightning and Tipperary just simply weren't able to compete, weren't able to match them uh, in, 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 in those areas. They came with, a, they came with a, a good game plan, you know, which uh, resulted with Carl Mannion playing a massive, massive part in the match. They kept it compact. Great credit has to go to Henry Sheffield. He got his, he got, he got his tactics spot on. Well, when you kind of break down that game and, and when you reflect on it and from a Tipperary point of view, you simply have to ask the question, how a player like the calibre of Carl Banyan was allowed, was allowed for 73, 74 minutes go and basically play the game on his terms? You know, we touched on it last week. Should Henry have, have, have pushed Carl Banyan back up, 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 up the field, possibly to number 11? But no, he got he got he got it spot on. But from a Tipperary point of view, it was probably a major factor in why Galway pushed on and won that game because his influence he dictated how how matters were 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 going to be decided last Saturday night. Uh, you know how many times did he did he touch the ball? And 
I think when, when Tipperary look back and they reflect on the game, how they didn't put over put someone like Seamus Kennedy over on him and just tag him and try and curtail his, his influence, I'll never know. But you know, their big players came to the came to the fore. Whelan again was was a, was was immense. Uh, Keenan Faye, you know, he's really after coming alive. Was 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 very very good. You look at Joseph Cooney was excellent. Dottie Burke was was uh, excellent at, at number six. And the two the two lads who, who probably Henry probably didn't probably trust enough in in in, in the Leinster final. Two cornerbacks, Grealish and Morrissey were unbelievable on uh, Jake Morris and uh, you know the, uh, on uh, Allen and uh, Keogh in, in, in that full back line and look they pushed Parik Mannion back out to uh, to his natural position in half back and they had numerous chances to to push out the lead probably the scoreline probably wasn't a true reflection of their dominance in, in, in the match and I think you know, that will be something Henry will take even into the next game that's saying, well, look, lads, if we can convert our scoring opportunities, you know, there's 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 more there to be there to be got. And they had the impact off the bench. Fintan Burke came in, Thomas Monaghan was brilliant, got three points off the off off the bench. You know, Jason Flynn uh, played his part and, and Connor Tony looked a, a bit more livelier. And you know, for Galway, it's you know, it's a cracking position there to be in now and I think it was a big game for Henry, and I think you know, even seeing how much it it, it meant to Henry in the in the aftermath of the match, probably a bit of pressure off him now. I wouldn't say they can relax going into the, the Limerick game because you know they look at the next game, they say that you know Eddie knows knows the way Henry operates. Henry's a natural born winner, and there they are now. We we touched on it last week. You know they had the disappointment of, of the Leinster final and, and missing out on the medal. But here they are now, they've, they've one, hurdle, one hurdle gone, they've two more hurdles to jump. And who knows, they're in, they're in with every chance of, of, uh, of collecting the big prize now. They're in a great position. Eddie, I know you were writing in today's Irish Independent. You don't quite think Galway are the finished article or maybe uh, good enough to take down Limerick based on, on Saturday night. If they hone in on a few areas, if the you know if the shooting tightens up a bit, if they take those goal chances, do you think there's a, a chance that they could take down the champions? Well, I suppose physically, they're probably the team that, that probably, you know, maybe aside from Clare, because Clare got the win over them, but they're probably physically capable. And this, we, we saw this last year when, when none of us saw it coming. They put in a massive performance against Limerick and probably had they had a tiny bit more quality in their squads, they might have been able to get over the line. Like I heard even afterwards that they had zoned in so much on their matchups and their tactics that they had to push right up on Hegarty and Tom Morrissey with Finton and Connor and Joseph Cooney. That then when Limerick unloaded four subs over an 11 minute period, they, they, they never looked at that saying, well, by the way, when Hegarty and Tom Morrissey go off for Limerick, who's tagging who? And David Reedy then got a free roll. So there's, 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 there's that element of it that they were unlucky and just a bit of tactical, you know, four substitutes in 11 minutes, which is massive in any game of Hurlington. And then the impact, they were obviously, you know, really with the match winner. So uh, will they learn from that? Yeah, but... I don't know. I think I, I agree with some of what John is saying, but I think Galway are realistically, and I'm not trying to take away the credit from them, they won our championship match Saturday night when they were under pressure. As John said, they needed a performance and that was what was demanded out of them and, and it took that to get it out of them. But they are still no further advanced than they were this time last year. 
So I think the only way that, unfortunately, and, and this is where sometimes hurting can be cruel, just Henry will be judged on that. And, and unfortunately, yeah, they won a match against, you know, for me, 50 minutes, that was an awful game of hurling. It was just, it was just, it was like young lads maybe playing again. And, and it's not fair because there was obviously intensity there and they gave it their all. But there was just no structure to the game. And it was more from that Tipperary weren't able to deal with the game plan that Galway came with. Galway came with kind of an extra defender and everyone else was touch tight. But isn't that, amazing? isn't that amazing to think, Eddie, that Tip scored seven goals the week before and Galway tried to clog him up? Like, surely, you know, you're going to expect that. That they're gonna, not going to allow the centre of their defence to be a landing strip. Yeah, and I thought that's where I was surprised at Tipperary. I thought Tipperary were quite good in, you know, the likes of the Limerick match, uh, maybe the Cork match as well, where they were able to vary their range and then be effective with what they'd done. Like, Ronan Marr was good as first receiver, I thought, the day against Limerick. And he was able to pinpoint passes. But that space wasn't there on Sunday and or on Saturday night. And with a wind at your back, I just thought there was great opportunities for Tip to get to that 65-yard mark and, and slap their points because I, th- I think that would be the way it would be naturally part of your brief. If they play a sweeper and we're not finding space, we talk about now your lads being very aware of what's happening. So quickly enough, your lads have to communicate and say, hey, they're killing our space here. They're touch tight on us. Let's now start picking up points from the outside. That's where Jason Ford, Noel McGrath, these lads come into play. And we saw Ford maybe not just getting on enough ball. He seemed dialed in. And I just thought Tip didn't adapt quickly enough to the tactic. It's like as if they went, they kept going and said, I will get joy, we'll get joy. And I also thought too, again, I stand to be correct on this, I thought they deployed Jake Morris as a wing forward, which to me is a mad thing. Like, I mean, the guy that was probably hurt in that position, and then we saw at the end of the match when he went in full forward on McInerney, he actually caused a little bit of trouble inside. There was a huge deficit or offset in height. And when Tip actually put quality ball in, but uh, yeah, for some reason, I think it was that, look, Galway did what they had to do when John said that there earlier. But Tip didn't bring any, anything really to that, to that match at all. Like, and, and John said, they allowed Galway play it on their terms for the entire game. And it was only, like the goal didn't even springboard him in. So um, I don't know. I think Tip will be, look, overall, we said at the start of the year, Tip had huge injuries. This was going to be, like if you have said that they were going to come out of Munster, that was a big thing and progress. But I think overall, they probably disappeared out of the championship without a real fight. And they didn't just match what Galway brought. But to finish the point, I'm not so sure. Like, yeah, Limerick are in a different place this year. So that could be the worry for Galway is that Limerick could be about to get going. But look, at the same time, it's a free one. They're up against the All-Ireland champions. The Ireland champions will, will be expected to come through. But if Henry Shefflin can get his troops right and convert the chances when they present, they won't be able to butcher chances like that. Albeit Kyle Shelley brought off some good saves. But if they get goal chances that they got on Saturday night against Limerick, they have to go in the net or they won't beat Limerick. But Eddie, Eddie after, after 10 minutes of the match last Saturday night, like after 10 minutes, I'd say Carl Mannion was, had his had his hand on five or six balls. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you're if you're if you're Liam Callan, and I'm not being critical of Liam Callan, it's a super time for uh, for 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 Liam from for Liam Callan. But surely you have to say to yourself, we've got to we've got to get someone to just go and mar- 
going going Mario came and you know maybe leave a a with McInerney yeah. or you know a, a Jack Grealish a Jack Grealish free and like even go back to last year Limerick Limerick didn't deploy someone to, to go and Mark Carl Mannion either and I think he picked the uh, you know he picked Limerick off for, for three or four points and and it was the same against Cork in the quarterfinal last year I think the, the only the only team who did deploy someone to go and mark him were Kilkenny in the length of final yeah, last Mikey year Butler, yeah. where Mikey Butler pushed up on him and he he curtailed his, his influence in the match and you know I, I even think going into this semi-final next week look we're probably going to touch on it next week but you know does it pose a bit of a a little bit of a head scratcher for, for Limerick who you know want to go and play their own system you know yeah. aren't kind of you know going to kind of get broken away from what they want to do so what are Canark and Kylie going to do in, in that situation are they going to get some of them to, to, to mark Paul Mannion or are they just going to leave Paul Mannion float around like the likes of Tony Ke- Kelly Kelly has done in the past against Limerick I just don't think you can leave a player of that calibre just, just kind of float around and hit as much ball as he wants I tell you yeah, what they, no, won't I, do. They, they won't they won't lord ball down on top of him I can guarantee you that are we talking about Parig now or Cahill here? Cahill, 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 yeah. yeah, Cahill, yeah, Parig mopped up. A li- they seem to find Cahill with an awful lot of their deliveries, as well, or Parig with a lot of their deliveries. He seemed to play an extra role at times back there. But I think to deal with Cahill, I think what you'll see is look uh, where he was getting the ball, the Limerick middle third, and how they're able to deal with bodies around there. Okay, I put it this way. They can maybe focus on lads getting them a little bit more. Say, this guy can't be allowed to get space. They won't necessarily deploy someone on him, but they mightn't be too pushed about someone else. And that that's how Limerick generally deal with the likes of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that was a surprise to say that they didn't leave somebody else free and that they let, let Cotton Mannion get on the ball. Just a quick point uh, on Tipperary, John. How would you how would you rate their season? Lot, lots of good. Probably lots of bad as well in that they, you know, a really disappointing performance against against Waterford in the last round of the, the round robin. Really flat performance the other night. Um, how would you assess Tipperary as a whole in 2023? Oh Jesus, I will tell you, thank. Look, I'm a big Glass, Glastonbury fan, and you know, you know, geez, I was watching that in John last night, and thank thank God the Tipperary game was on a Saturday rather than rather yesterday because. My phone was hopping on Saturday night, lads. <laughs> Delightedly reminded me of Tipper, uh, Tipping Tipperary. And, you know, geez, I gave about an hour defending Liam Cattle Saturday night. And, you know, when you have a couple of glasses of red wine and you're trying to watch Glastonbury, <laughs> it, it, ain't a, it, it ain't a good mix, I'll tell you. But uh, for me, I think overall, you know, you know, considering where Tipperary were last year, I think he's done a reasonably good job. You know, yeah. you know, I'll take you back 12 months ago. Jesus, lads, Tipperary were, 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 were rock bottom. I mean, that last fixture against Cork in the Munster Champions where Cork just absolutely blitzed them. And look where he's taken him in, in such a short space of time. They had a relatively good league campaign. Uh, they won up in Ennis. Uh, they, 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 they drew with Cork down, down, in, down in Cork. And that performance against against Limerick, I mean, we were only going off of what our eyes were seeing against Limerick. They were unbelievable against Limerick. They were very flat against uh, Waterford, obviously, seven days after that, that Limerick fixture. And we thought, we thought they were back uh, last week, you know, when they when they, when they they blitzed awfully, they looked like they were re-energised. You know, they looked to be back to the tip area of, of the earlier rounds of the Munster Championship. 
But again, look, they flattered to deceive. You know, it was a real uh, flat performance. And I think that's probably going to be the the head scratcher for Liam Cal and his management team. Like, like, how did this go wrong? Like, you know, and uh, people reminded me down at Warford, oh, Jesus, you know, it was similar to Warford last year. But I think that's been a bit, probably been a bit harsh on 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 Liam Cal. And I just think, look, the Tipperary supporters, when they when they break down the year and they reflect overall, I think uh, they'll be quite pleased of, of you know, Liam Cattle's first year. And I, and I think, look, the Tipperary supporters got to stick with this man. I, I'd say, look, judge this man in year two, judge him in year three. Yeah. And probably the most difficult thing for Liam Cattle over the course of the next couple of months is probably he might have to have a couple of conversations with probably some of the greatest horrors that this you know, Hurling has ever seen in the last 25 years and, you know, where 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 he wants to go in the next two, two to next two to three years and are they going to be a part of it, going to be a part of the project. But, yeah, look, it, it was disappointing, but I think from a Tipperary uh, perspective, the Tipperary supporters are back on board, they're, they're back going to, going to games. And I think, look, stick with this man, stick with Mikey Bevins. I think Tipperary as a county, I think they're the right men involved and uh, I, w- I still won't be ruling out Tipperary next year. And by God, when they come down to Welsh Park next year, they'll be they'll be they'll be difficult uh, difficult opponents for for Ward for next year. And I still still think they'll be they'll be competitive. He'll probably throw in a couple of uh, new younger lads next year. I think he he threw in a couple a sprinkle of of, of lads this year, and I think he'll he sprinkle a couple more lads off of that minor winning team. Um, so yeah, I think look, I still think overall, I think Tipperary aren't aren't in a bad place. Yes, Saturday was very disappointing. It was a flat performance, but I think uh, I think look for me, stick with Liam Cal. I think I think they're, they're 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 on the right track again. You know. Last word on Tip uh, to you, Eddie. What 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 do you think? Is there is there plenty to work with going forward? Uh, there isn't, there isn't, yeah. Look, there's some huge positives. And look, I'm obviously a, a fraction biased, but I thought Reese Shelley was probably one of the big positives for him from, from the season. I think he had a dilemma there with two goalies, but you'd have to say Reese Shelley finished that game, you know, firmly as the tip number one going forward. Um, I think at the start of the season, with all the injuries, I think we, and we spoke about this numerous occasions, I think you'd have said for tip to get out of Munster, that's an achievement. That's that's progress in year one, right? Uh, now, obviously, Tipperary people will want more. They will want to be in the shake-up at the end of the year. They'll want to be in Munster titles. And I think themselves, the, probably the, the big negative was that they had a glorious opportunity to be in that Munster final against Clare. And I think that will that's, the for me, probably what will have disappointed Cal most uh, for the year. If obviously, you're, you, the business end is what it all matters. And I think they obviously were flat. But I think had they got to that Munster final and maybe progressed, you know, that way, whether winning or losing it. But I think that's the one that would have been, that would have really set the year as a, a hugely positive year. Whereas now it, it probably has leveled off a little bit, if you like. But uh, yeah, I do. I concur with John. I think we, you know, and the height of respect, I, I think we've, these guys have received a lot of praise and rightly so over the last 15 years. But like, it, you know, is Noel McGrath now and the likes of Jeremy Callanan the future of Tip Hurling, you know, they're, they're, at, they're at a juncture and unfortunately Ian Cal has to make that decision maybe to a point and talent and all as the, these guys are, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough game at that age. 
Look, Horgan continues to do with TJ and they're brilliant. But look, it, it's at a junction now where maybe those conversations have to be had whatever way they go. The other All-Ireland quarterfinal, Eddie, saw Clare put up a huge 5.26 against Dublin. Uh, a peculiar game. They'd only 2-4 on the board after 31 minutes. Proceeded to hit 3.22 thereafter. Um, I definitely, I would say, mixed the good with the pretty bad at times in the first half. How would you as- assess Clare's performance? Um, yeah, the first, the first even 15, 20 minutes, they were, they were very, very nervy. They were jittery. The ball wasn't sticking. There was some shocking wayward passing and stuff like that. And you could see that there was an element of pressure on them that they knew they needed, they, they, that this was a game they had to win. And it was just a case of getting going. Um, but I think when they did get going, they found you know, a massive joy through that Dublin defence. And I was surprised even, you know, I think Dublin threw them a few little questions. You know, I think Danny Sutcliffe went in and started inside. They, they kind of threw them a little bit how they play. But once Clare kind of uh, stuck to the process, I think they 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 found their way through. And and the, the when Clare are at their best, and I think this is the for me the foundation of Clare this year. Once once they from the halfbacks out, once they carry the ball hard around that area, once you know Taylor Malone uh, Fitzgerald and these lads, Peter Duggan came out and done his usual switch in the hand, held off a guy with his left in the hurl and caught it with his right. I think I've seen Danny Sutcliffe doing sim- something similar later on. But once they found that gap through and they were able to pull the Dublin defence across to one side, you then had you know strong runners coming through and popping off and they, they found their, their mojo. But I suppose the big concern is, and it's this time last year something similar happened, John Conlon took a massive hit on Sunday. I, I think that's about, from, from my recollection, that's about the second or third good hit he's after taking. And I'm presuming maybe concussion was the issue on Sunday because he got floored. He uh, took one earlier yeah. in the game, actually, as yeah. well. Yeah. So like, and he's that type of warrior. He 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 won't shy of it, and I think he he walked into one or two of them with his eyes completely fixated on the ball. But um, that that's probably the worry. McInerney, what's the extent of that injury? I presume there was an injury there. Maybe it was a precaution or something like that. But I think what we also seen the worry was that full back line looked nervy. Without Connor Cleary there, without you know, with Young Loan was in corner back. I think it was, you know, maybe a, a novice enough full back line for them when you think of it. Uh, you know, so that's something that's while Loan, it was great to get time into his his own young lad in there in in, in a match like that. I think the concerns are for Clare is that they need they need Cleary at three and they need Conlon at six and probably McInerney back in. That's their strongest outfit. And then if the boys up front can can find their mojo, I think that's what they want. But uh, you know, they they got there, they they done it as I kind of half expected that they would open up a little bit if they got going and they did when it mattered. Uh so look, um they now have they now have the fixture they wanted. Sometimes just be careful what you wish for, but if there's ever an incentive or if there's ever um I suppose what's the word I'm looking for? Um a time to deliver moment for Clare, they have it now. And and I think if they can get over this, I think they will fancy a, a crack off anyone in the All-Ireland final. But this is a massive moment for Brian Lowen. He's done a super job up to now. They now have the the big jump. And I think, again, a bit like Galway, they're no further advanced if they don't jump this hurdle. Uh, they have to be not lacking any motivation to win this match now. And this is a this is an opportunity, a massive opportunity to have a cut at Lee McCarthy again. 
how, 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 how far away is uh, is Conor Cleary, Bernie? Are you here or no? Uh, it's, a, it's a tricky one, John. Like they, they thought they thought he was in the running for the Munster final, and then like it's like that's a serious enough injury. I know he came back from something similar quite quickly before, but I, I think they were prudent enough in not risking him and finishing his season there and then. I think they've given him a chance of featuring, but like it's one thing featuring, and it's another thing playing your first game in about six weeks in an All Ireland semi final and TJ Reid landing in on top of you. And, ball been bombarded inside so that's kind of a tricky one there it's kind of it where there's a bit of an omerta around the Clare um injury situation not too much information comes out it's fair to say very um Rylone is very like his predecessor uh Gerald Nan there so yeah. kind of even like the Clare the Clare lads will actually tell you that they don't know like a lot of the even the lads working local radio and that they don't know till an hour before and so we won't we won't really know but Three and six and seven, like there's your spinier defence, and it's crucial. And just something I put to you, John, and a point that Eddie made there, like Dublin, Dublin made hay, I would say, in the full forward line. Like big Paul Crummy, you know, he, he, I thought he was really, really dangerous. Danny Sutcliffe was dangerous in there. Keno Sullivan, Alex Constantine, even when he went in, Kilkenny yeah. have definitely, Kilkenny have definitely been left with plenty of uh, uh, ammunition or food for thought about what way they should go about it, probably in the semi final. Well, look for me, lads. Like Kilkenny are still favourites, and like if you're like if you're doing the rankings this morning, like I can't. It's it's not as going to be straightforward now. Where where we're here now, it's just going to be a clear and Limerick final. Look, I think the whole country would love to see a clear Limerick final. Well, I don't think any um, Brennan would love to see that. Well, well, well look, I, 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 but I just don't think it's just going to be straightforward. Oh, look, it's going to be clear and 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 uh, oh, and, no. and and clear a, a rank number two. They are not ranked number two. Clare for me are, are, are three. I still think Kilkenny are number two. We've seen how difficult it is for any team to go and beat Kilkenny in an in semi final. Like the record is just unbelievable the last 20, 25 years. They, they, I think what if they lost three, four semi finals within, within, that, within that period? So this is going to be a massive, massive ask for, uh, for Clare going into, going into the semi final. And, and, and Eddie's on him and right, if Clare can jump this hurdle, I think they have a cracking chance of, of winning the All Ireland. But this, this is the one now. This is this is the, this is a massive, massive one. And you're 100 right. You know, a clear full back line without Conor Cleary. You know, a clear you know half back line without potentially a John Conlon. And you know, what way is John Conlon going to be going into that match? Like, like I suffered concussion before. I don't know if any of you he suffered concussion. It's 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 horrible. You know, to to uh, to suffer from from concussion. You know, it's horrible to be suffering from concussion going in going into the next two weeks, going into going into this fixture. So you're 100 percent right. You know, you look at you look at the the talent Kilkenny have up up, up top, and you know, you look at the likes of TJ. TJ comes alive in Crow Park. You know, that's that's his back garden. You know, albeit he's 35 years of age, you've you've Owen Cody, you've Billy Drennan. We don't know where Mullen is at. Where's Mullen at? Uh, uh, Eddie, will, will Martin, will yeah, it's gas. Initially, uh, when I saw the injury and you saw a lad, you know, with a, with a thumb the following morning after it, straight into surgery. But look, I don't know 110%. I would have felt, Jesus, if it's if it's your hurl hands, that's tricky now, having not played. But I understand that he's he has a chance. He has a chance to play in. And again, a bit like, look, I suppose it's a bit different for Cleary because you're going, he's in the engine room there. Whereas 
Mullen can kind of hover around a little yeah. bit, can't he? You know, he can he can just be mobile, he can move around. And I put it this way, if for talk's sake Mullen was to be fit and you were to deploy him at midfield, that curtails what 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 your midfielders kind of have can can do, like Fitzgerald and Core or even as a wing forward. Jim Ryan or McInerney now has to think a little bit different if Adrian Mullen is hovering around and he's very elusive. He reminds me he has traits of Henry in that he's able to head off into space and ghost into space very, very effectively. So even Mullen not having hurled and not maybe being sharp, I still think he would pose an issue for the clear the clear backs, you know. But just on that point, John, look, again, I agree with you. Look, I'm not trying to Jesus downplay Kilkenny here. I'm not being the cute whore. I, I would love Kilkenny to get into the All-Ireland. I would love nothing more than a crack, maybe at Limerick or Galway, whoever it is, and say, God, it'd be, they should be, you know, if I'm in that situation, I'd love that situation and have a cut of Limerick. But I do think, I'm just kind of, I'd always kind of look at it from the point of view, I know what Kilkenny are going to bring, I know what Derek Ling wants and what Kilkenny will do and they'll, they'll relish, you know, if there's, if there's opportunities there. But I suppose it, I was just really zoning in on where it is for Clare because Clare are the ones that have something to prove here. Clare have the questions that need to be answered and, and I think, you know, Brian Lowen has done a superb job over the last four years without a doubt. He's gone about it uh, really, really well. But this is now, I suppose, make or break for him, really, in some ways. Like, this Clare team now, some of them were very young chaps when they won in Ireland in 13. This is their, maybe the window's closed, and for some of them, they have to make this count. They, they fell short, and I'd imagine, if I'm a player in that Clare dressing room, there's a little bitter taste that's going to drive you forward on the back of that Munster title. And that should manifest itself in two weeks' time. And again, the question marks may be, which is great for Kilkenny in some ways. The question marks are maybe on the Clare side somewhat. I and I don't, but I don't think Clare. One thing in Clare and Brian Lowe's favour, I don't think they're going to fall into the trap of the outside noise. Uh, you know that surrounds this team at the present moment of time. I thought last year they probably kind of fell into that trap where, you know, that outside noise of, of oh Jesus, the trilogy of Limerick. Yeah. They're going to be playing Limerick again. I don't foresee that happening. This year, and I and I thought, and I think they'll be ready for 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 this encounter with Kilkenny. Even you go, you know, you go back to Tony Kelly. You know, he didn't foresee, you know, Mikey Butler tagging him wherever wherever he went. He'll be ready for that this year. So he'll be bringing, yeah. he'll be saying to himself, he'll be looking dissecting that match last year. He'll be saying, right, where am I going to bring Mikey Butler? Where where are areas that feel that Mikey Mikey Butler is not going to be comfortable? Kelly will look at that and say, "Well, look, I'm going to bring I'm going to bring him into areas of the field where he's where he's not where he's not comfortable." And I just think Bayer, I think Clare will be will be ready for this fixture. And we touched on it last week. That gripe, that gripe will be there. That wasn't there last year, yeah. and I think that will play into Clare's favour as well. But you're 100 right. It 100 right, Eddie. It's a massive, massive game for 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 this this Clare team and Brian Lowe. And I think it's going to be a belter of a game. It definitely won't happen what happened last year. I think we are, that caught us all by surprise. So I think we're in line for an absolute belter in that one and probably the same in the other one. But I think this one will be a cracking game. Just lastly on that, Eddie, from a Clare point of view, we talked about you know potential defensive frailties and potential defensive personnel not being there. Like when they're humming up front, that's a day. Like oh. as a Kilkenny man, that that's a you're you're fearful. Like that's dangerous once they open up. They got five goals the other day. They probably could have had eight or nine. 
no Shane O'Donnell was taken off. I don't know if you saw him catching the ball with the hand oh, facing the other way. Like he's he's playing on a different level. Kelly got three four from play. Mark Rogers looks like he's probably going to hit freeze now as well. Um, Duggan's probably quiet, but he's probably the workhorse up there. They're a real like attacking wise. They're so dangerous. Yeah, they have. Look, they they have it, and potential is one thing. But I think if I suppose if you put it this way, if you put yourself into that dressing room, and I sometimes try to do this, like just myself as a player and how you you looked for your motivation, I would imagine that whoever the coach is that's responsible for the forwards, or Brian Lowen probably overseeing this, I think you'd be almost bringing out your forward division into a meeting room this week, sitting them down, going through their stats from last year's semi-final, you know, how they allowed themselves to maybe... Because sometimes as a forward, John might relate to this, you want to go, but you don't go. And I think Tony Kelly found that last year. And the more then he tries... It, it, it can be frustrating, right? Because you're telling yourself to go, you know it's not happening for you. And I think as a whole, last year, all that clear forward division, and maybe they were out of gas a little bit, we spoke about that. But I would imagine if you're looking to kind of prod them a little bit now in the run-up to this match, you say, lads, you cannot be caught flat-footed, you cannot stand around and allow the Kilkenny backs to be the ones dominating the terms of engagement. They have to be working. Duggan plays his best hurling when he's angry and getting stuck into lads and winning those battles. That's what he does better than anyone. And then Kelly moving around. I thought Kelly, while Mikey Butler done a phenomenal job of him last year, I think Kelly just floated a little bit, not with purpose. I would imagine if you're Brian Lowen, you'd be throwing down the gauntlet to all that forward division. Lads, we have to move around. We have to move this shift, this Kenny defence around, bring them into places, You know, move them out and open up those pockets. And I suppose the other plus is that Claire have is Mean and Rogers are now that bit more streetwise. They're Jesus looking at um was a mean hitting the freeze the other day or Rogers. Or the, Mark Rogers. Or yeah. Rogers. The size of him. Like he's not the tallest of man, but by God, he's he's a block. So they're another year down the track. They have options. So that I think is is the plus for Claire. But on the potential route, um, I think that they, they need to deliver now. And that would be if I'm in that situation, that's what I'd be demanding of that clear forward division. They have to go do it because the backs will do what they do. But when the ball gets to that middle third and they start bringing it in, you know, they have to make hay this year. Like they cannot stand back and allow Kilkenny to, to, to carry out the ball like they did last year and really destroy, pull the clear backs all over the place with the delivery. Like last year, Kilkenny were just, they rolled into that match under the radar and they were phenomenal. So uh, that to me is, is where Clare have to target. Just a word, John, on Dublin before we go. Um, probably some good things the other day. Obviously, Donald Burke went off after eight minutes, which is an awful blow for any team, losing your best player. I thought a good few lads stepped up, particularly uh, in attack. But there were times in defence where, like it was kamikaze stuff, the ball broke and Tony Kelly had the whole defence to, to run through. Um, how would you assess Michal Dunhu's first year? Probably getting third place in Leinster was probably... Uh, that was probably maybe goal achieved, but they would definitely be disappointed with a lot of aspects, particularly their defence the other day. Yeah, well, look, I suppose uh, with touch on, I suppose touch on me overall. If you told me all, don't know, at the start of the year that you'd be in a quarter final, that you'd, you'd you'd finish in the top three in Leinster, say you would have taken the hand off you. I think that was probably the main goal this year was to get to a quarter final. Just going off of, off of the last Saturday, you know. We've seen time and time again where Conor Burke would sit in that pocket 
and would play mm. that sweeping role. I couldn't, couldn't for the life of me understand why they didn't go down that route last Saturday night where they went with the extra extra man at the back and, and put Conor Burke sitting in, sitting in front of the D. He actually uh, tracked O'Donnell a lot of the time, John, actually. He actually yeah. went out the field and tracked him and left a load of space behind, which was very peculiar. Yeah, very, 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 very unlike him. And look, maybe it would, 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 should they've got someone else to, to, to uh, track Shane O'Donnell. But I think, you know, that was very, very unlike this Dublin team under, under uh, me all done. We see it, you know, they've done it so good in the, against Wexford in, in Crow Park. Uh, Connor Burke was, was brilliant in, you know, sweeping up there. He was very good down, down in Nolan Park. So I think that probably most certainly didn't help, most, most certainly didn't help then, you know, was the body blow, you know, when Donald Burke went off, your tallies man, you know, your go-to guy, you know, when you're seeing him going off, wobbling off, you know, that can, that can deflate you. That can and deflate that had you. an effect on the rest of the team, I think. 100%. But look, overall, I think, you know, it's a bit like lean cattle. I think, you know, when they reflect on the year, it's, it's been a decent enough first year for me, I don't know, He'll be anxious now probably to get a couple of bodies back that have gone travelling, which will strengthen their team even more for 2024. If they can honour a couple of uh, guys off the under-20 panel this year, uh, you know, that, that will help their cause uh, again. But yeah, I think overall it, it's been decent. But look, we've we, we, we seen it that, you know, the gaps between, you know, player a clear or, or, or a limerick from that say third or fourth spot in, in, in Leinster it's it, it's quite big for me you know yeah well that's it for this week's show my thanks to Eddie Brennan and John Milan for joining me we'll be back next week uh, to preview the All-Ireland semi-finals limerick against Galway the Kenny against Clare and in the meantime don't forget to rate review and follow the show on Apple Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from thanks for listening and goodbye This is an Irish independent podcast.